0: Hello, and welcome to the Webtoon Room. I'm Will.
1: And I'm Creedy,
0: And today, we're here to talk about what we've been reading this month.
1: I'm excited to get into it. There are a lot of new reads for the both of us.
0: Yeah, and there's not a lot of overlap, actually, between our picks this time. So we'll have a lot of different takes on a lot of different Webtoons.
1: Double the number for all of you. So let's not dilly-dally, and let's just get into it.
0: Roll the intro music. Before we start, I would just like to say that there are no spoilers for any of the webtoons we are talking about today. You don't need to turn back, there are no spoilers, though, we will obviously talk enough about a series for you to understand the premise and to see if you will like it. Anyway, the first webtoon that I've been reading is Everywhere and Nowhere by Meriwether and Peach. Everywhere and Nowhere just had its season 2 finale, and it was pretty exciting, but I read a significant chunk of it because I had been behind for a while, and I finally caught up.
1: I've checked out Everywhere and Nowhere before, like the first couple of episodes, but I know this is one that you have actually been really keeping up with and enjoying quite a lot. So, what is this webtoon about, and what do you enjoy about it?
0: Everywhere and Nowhere starts off as a kind of a comedy-ish webtoon about Anne and William, who are time travelers essentially, and they visit various periods of time and meet all these different characters, like Alcibiades or Julius Caesar. And it's played as like a comedy. Though, a bit through the story, and why I got so into it was there is a serious plot behind it all, and it sort of takes over the story. It stops being strictly a comedy, and it gets really, really interesting because it's a story about time travel, about characters who can go anywhere they want, and what they do with that and the problems they encounter become very, very unique.
1: Right. And it's a historical story. Like, it is billed as a historical fiction, I believe, at least partly on Webtoon, which is kind of unique, too, because there's not a ton of Webtoons out there like that. And I know that's something you really enjoy.
0: Yeah, I love history. I nearly wasted way too much money going to university for history. And you're right. On Webtoon, there aren't that many historical Webtoons. This one is more comedic and its own spin on everything. It's not trying to be the most accurate thing ever. It's not trying to be a period drama, but it still incorporates history and sort of major events from in and around the world in its story, which I find very, very interesting.
1: But back to your earlier comment, though, you were talking about kind of what hooked you in to everywhere and nowhere and what kind of Made it go from like, okay, this is an enjoyable comedic read to, ooh, okay, I need to find out more. I need to keep reading.
0: I can't discuss in detail what that was without spoiling too much, but I think if you read Everywhere and Nowhere, you'll understand what I mean
1: fairly early on,
0: and there'll be a point in the story where it really starts to kick.
1: So who would you recommend this webtoon for?
0: If you like historical settings and you want to be brought along to a theme park of them, this one is for you. This one's fun. I think the characters, too, are really endearing, and they're really, really cute and really well-drawn. And I love Alcibiades and I think if you read this webtoon, you'll understand why.
1: Yeah, and I know in general you're a big fan of the art that Meriwether Comics puts out, so that's always there, too.
0: I definitely am. Meriwether Comics puts out a lot of webtoons that I like, that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast, like Clinic of Horrors, which I really love, and there's a couple others, but we'll definitely get to talking about them at some point. Grudy, what have you been reading?
1: I've actually been reading Siren's Lament, which I know, I know, late to the party, I totally understand. This is already completed and out there, but it is a new webtoon to me. So if you all can please refrain from spoilers about the ending, I would very much appreciate it. I've really been enjoying this webtoon, though. And it's by Instant Miso, who also did Where Tangents Meet. And it's funny because that was actually the webtoon that I first read. So I actually read, even though Siren's Lament was already out, I read her works in order it's very interesting to see her style and her writing kind of grow and mature in Siren's Lament from Where Tangents Meet. And I really liked Where Tangents Meet as a story. It was a very sweet and low-key high school love story. And, you know, it was just, it was a nice read. It makes you feel good. And Siren's Lament is a different kind of story, although it is also a romance. It incorporates a little bit more fantasy mythological aspects into the story like mermaids and curses and all of these things which is really interesting but it really does center around the relationships and it centers around its main character Lyra and I'm gonna call her Lyra but I know people also call her Lyra it I think just depends on how you interpret it I don't believe that there's been a confirmation but either way let me know if there has But this is about Lyra's growth and her relationships with both Sean and Ian, the two main boys. The main three is is really the story centers around the three of them. And I've really been enjoying reading the story chunks at a time and just kind of taking it in. That's exciting.
0: I know it's really easy for us to not go back and read completed webtoons, even if they had just finished, because they're always going to be there waiting for you but it sounds like you've been having a good time with Siren's Lament so far.
1: Yeah, it's been a nice read, and you're right, there is a sense of comfort knowing that this is a completed webtoon and I don't need to wait on tenterhooks for more story. So that's been kind of cool too. I've been enjoying it overall.
0: I have not read Siren's Lament, but I've heard a lot about its characters and how they have like a really great dynamic. And I was just wondering, what's your take on this?
1: Yeah, they do have an interesting, the main trio has kind of an interesting dynamic. And I think that Instant Miso does a pretty good job of setting up the logic and the stakes for this particular love triangle or this just relationship dynamic that Ian, Sean, and Lyra have. Making a compelling love triangle can be really, really hard, especially when you're trying to present an equal case or at least a compelling case for either leg of the love triangle that can be really difficult to do usually you've got one ship or another that you're kind of leaning towards but i do think that instant miso has done a pretty good job of giving us two ships that are very different two main male characters that are very different and both likable in different ways with a logic that makes sense in this world as to why one ship might make more sense than another and that changes throughout the story just because events change circumstances change and our perspectives naturally also change and keep in mind i am still in season 1 um i'm close to the end of season 1 so i do not know what happens in season 2 or how much changes in season 2 but this is something that i think was pretty well done and definitely deserves to be commended because love triangles in general in any sort of media love triangles are rough man especially if you're on a diehard ship for one of them and it doesn't work out so this is a brave thing to navigate
0: it can be a very stormy sea to sail
1: you just had to do that one you just had to insert that one in
0: we're talking about ships sirens yeah come on we're all salty sailors at sea
1: Anyway, that is Siren's Lament. I've been enjoying it. We can move on to your next one, Will.
0: Another webtoon I've been reading is Bloodstained by Linda Shage. Who also is the creator behind Punderworld, which is their current series that they're working on. But Bloodstain came before it, and it's been a fun read so far.
1: Yeah, I've liked Punderworld. You and I are both reading it, and I've really been enjoying Linda's take on Greek mythology and the story of Hades and Persephone. I haven't checked out Bloodstain, but I've been curious about it.
0: Bloodstain is about Elliot, a young woman who. Is seemingly a bit beat down by the world, trying to find a job, keep a job, and she ends up getting a job as a lab assistant to the rather creepy Dr. Vlad.
1: Ooh, tell us more about Vlad.
0: And can't actually speak too much on him without getting into spoiler territory, because the story is really about her very odd interactions and getting to know this character and a lot of the hijinks that involve that. So I think that's for readers to discover on their own.
1: I do like that, though, because it does seem like a very different dynamic and pair that Linda has set up in Bloodstein versus Hades and Persephone. They're just different stories, and that's always nice when you can get varied writing like that from a creator.
0: There's also the very cool thing of the author clearly knowing enough about lab settings to put it in a webtoon and get into a little bit of detail, kind of like how we talked about The Gentle Way and how the author of that webtoon, like, knows judo and in the ins and outs. There's some sprinkles here and there of a pretty in-depth knowledge of what a lap setting looks like in it, and it's always really cool when webtoons have that extra,
1: extra little bit of detail. Yeah, you and I have talked about this before, like you said, with The Gentle Way, with Enjoy the Show, with Move Me to by Aslan's niece. It is really nice to just get that little extra knowledge and to really ground the world that the story is set in. So that's really awesome. I didn't expect that from Bloodstain, but that's really good to know. And it does make me more interested in the story.
0: Yeah, I have been enjoying Bloodstain a lot. I haven't read it all. I know that it's currently on hiatus, but I'm going to read all that there is for now.
1: Nice. Well, something that I've been really enjoying, I actually just started reading it last night, is The Secrets of Sulford by the Quinzel. This is a canvas webtoon, and I believe *Bloodstain* also is a canvas webtoon. And I've really, really been liking this webtoon. It's got so many elements that I personally like. It feels honestly like one of my favorite kinds of young adult novels. It's a fantasy story, but it's also got this great romance setup too, and the world building in general is just fantastic. So I've really, really been enjoying this one.
0: The art too is really, really fantastic.
1: Yes, I am such a fan of this art style, and it works so well with the story too, because it has this effect. I mean, the author has put this effect on the actual page that the art looks like it's been drawn on some kind of, you know, we talked about it, like, was it parchment? But I think it's closer to tapestry. And it's set in a more medieval style world. So this fits really well. And I love the way these characters are drawn. There's different body shapes, body sizes, body types, and the backgrounds are beautiful. But ultimately, what really drew me to this story is the writing. The writing of the story is so, so good. The central mystery, and it has a couple actually. A lot of these characters have secrets. It's in the title, The Secrets of Soulford. There are multiple, but the writing and the mysteries that inhabit the story are so, so good. It kind of adds that interest level to everything else that I just described. In addition to the world building, the lore in this world is fantastic. There's fantasy elements, as I said, and Even some incorporations of Norse mythology, it's not a story centered around that it's integrated with everything else in the world, but it is still very, very cool. It's very well thought out, very well done, and I am so curious to know more. I'm so invested in knowing more and finding out more about these characters' secrets, what is the answers to the mysteries that the story has set up, and in addition to that, it also has probably some of the best bickering chemistry that I've seen in a webtoon in a while. There's a whole cast of characters, but the two mains, Gan and Logan, definitely butt heads when Gan first arrives to Sulford. And I'm not spoiling anything, this is literally in the first chapter, but it is so funny to see them interact and to see their relationship develop. And I'm so excited for when the romance actually starts between the two of them because I know it is going to be hilarious. This is for sure a great enemies to lovers type of romance, or at least like a bickering lovers type of romance. So, if you're really into that, if that is a trope you like, this is going to be a story you are going to be into, a relationship you're going to be into. And the cool thing is, both of them give as good as they get. Which is nice to have that kind of even footing. When you have a bickering couple like that, that's pretty important to me anyway that each leg of the couple, that each side isn't really being overpowered by the other. And this is definitely a case where you do not have to worry about that. They are both really hilarious, really endearing characters. And I am just waiting for the expressions on their faces when they find out that they like each other.
0: That sounds like such a fun read. Besides readers who like the bickering enemies to couple, route, who else would you recommend this webtoon to?
1: I would recommend it to people who enjoy a good fantasy story. I think this webtoon has a really good central mystery, as I said. It's really compelling, and the world building is done really, really well. So if you like a good fantasy novel, a young adult fantasy novel even, I think this kind of story is going to be interesting for you. Frankly, I would recommend it in general, even if you're not strictly into these things. I think it's a really compelling story regardless, and it's really fun. It's a really fun read. You're absolutely right. But if you're specifically into these things, I think you will definitely enjoy it. That's pretty much all I have to say about The Secrets of Soulford for now. Will, what have you been checking out lately?
0: I checked out Rise from Ashes by Madeline Rosca, whose work I've actually read before, but a long time ago. There's a manga by the name of Hollow Fields, of which I read when I was a teenager. I actually didn't realize it was the same author until I looked into it while preparing for this episode. And yeah, Rise from Ashes has been pretty fun so far. I'm only about 25 chapters in so far, but it recently had its series finale.
1: Ooh, interesting. So is this an original, a webtoon original, or a canvas webtoon?
0: It's a featured webtoon, and I've really been enjoying it so far. It has a really, really interesting premise and central mystery behind it.
1: Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. This one has been low-key on my radar to check out, so I'm curious to learn more.
0: Rise from Ashes follows a ghost who is tied to a house, and she doesn't know why. And she ends up getting entangled into a bigger story about a 19th century society that has ghosts in it who work and hold jobs, and about some of the people who inhabit the world.
1: Sounds very mysterious. What drew you into the story when you were reading it?
0: I think mysterious is the right word to describe, at least the beginning, where I'm at right now. But the central mystery of who is the main character and what is her deal is really, really interesting. And also the society that people live in is a very interesting take on ghosts and the supernatural. And I love reading these kinds of stories. So here I am.
1: That makes sense. I actually didn't know that about you, that you like supernatural and ghost stories in this way, but that's cool to know.
0: I should mention too, I especially like these kinds of stories that have a historical tint in them, as I mentioned earlier, and this one takes place in the late 19th century. It's not exact, or at least I may have missed that detail, but it is a very, very cool and interesting setting.
1: That sounds awesome. I am curious to check it out but I am happy you're enjoying this story.
0: Yeah, I definitely have. What's next on your list, Crudy?
1: I've really been enjoying The Shallows by Mimi me, Mimi, me, 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 spelled M-I-M-E-M-E-M-I. And this is just a really sweet, really low-key webtoon. It's about two people who kind of have a chance meeting and the webtoon shows their relationship evolving from there it's the perfect kind of story you want to read if you're in the mood for something really feel good and kind of fluffy but it's not overly sugary you know not too much but it just feels really sweet to see these two characters get closer get more comfortable with each other and it's still early on in the story, and I don't know how long the author intends to go with the plot, with the story itself, but I am curious to see where this relationship goes. I am interested in seeing how it evolves, and it's just a really nice feel-good read.
0: It sounds like a lovely
1: read. Yeah, it is, but sometimes you just need a nice story to settle in with and get cozy with, and this is one of those webtoons. What else have you been liking lately?
0: I read a Canvas webtoon called The Coconut Diaries by Coconut Comics. This one actually came as a recommendation via our Instagram stories during Canvas Week. And I checked this one out and had a lovely time reading it. It's a comedy series about Coconut, the author, and her experiences growing up in the U.S. as a Filipino woman. And it's quite funny. It's quite relatable, and I had a really good time with it.
1: Yeah, I think many of us, the two of us included, can relate to just the weirdness that you can sometimes experience or just, you know, the awkward situations that you get into when you are bicultural or when you are the child of an immigrant or, you know, in any kind of situation like that where you're trying to reconcile the dominant culture with a family culture or multiple family cultures.
0: And this one especially hits home for me, no pun intended, because I grew up in an Asian household that has a lot of the same awkward situations as Coconut and her experiences, so I laughed a lot because of how relatable it was for me. And even if you are someone who didn't grow up in that kind of a household, I think you'd still find this webtoon pretty funny. And in the middle of the webtoon, too, are these chapters about Filipino culture And some of the folklore. And so some episodes are not comedic. They're short stories, essentially. It's a single chapter about the goddess of lost things and a lot of other Filipino legends. So it's a really interesting webtoon that has a lot to offer.
1: That's really beautiful, though. It feels a little bit inspiring, honestly. When you see a fellow kind of immigrant child or a bicultural person make space for their own stories in that way, I think often many of us can feel like we don't really fit in anywhere truly because we have a foot in all of these different spaces. And it's really empowering and inspiring when you see someone take ownership of their story in that way and basically say, I'm proud of who I am and where I come from in all ways. And I accept all of me because it's all a part of me.
0: It is. And this one is wrapped with some very, very, very funny panels.
1: Humor brings us all together. (laughs) But thank you for sharing that. I am definitely curious to check this one out. And thank you, Coconut Comics, for sharing your story with the rest of us.
0: Humor really is the universal language.
1: Absolutely. that's all the webtoons that we've been reading recently and that we wanted to talk about but we do want to give a special shout out to a webtoon that recently wrapped its season one finale and that is in the bleak midwinter
0: oh yeah
1: we talked about it on a different what we're reading episode i believe it was our november one will i think that's correct but we both are still in love with this story. It is so good and we cannot wait to get into season 1 in further detail in maybe a different episode that you might hear coming up quite soon.
0: Maybe very soon, actually.
1: But anyway, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. We really appreciate you sticking around as always and it's always so fun to share what we've been reading with you all. We love learning about more recommendations from all of you and We love sharing our reads. Will and I check out a ton of webtoons all the time, and it is always really nice. And it's also really cool because so many of these recommendations come from you guys sometimes.
0: And if there's anything you think we should be reading or check out, feel free to hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at The Webtoon Room. You can DM us. You can message us. You can leave it in a comment. You can let us know what you think we should be reading.
1: We would be happy to have you there.
0: You can also email us, too, at thewebtoonroom at gmail.com, too, if that's your preferred way to communicate.
1: (laughs) Very reachable we are. But anyway, um, thank you all for listening to today's episode. We look forward to seeing you all next week. We'll see you then. Bye.